Hello and welcome to Bobblehead Podcast. We're glad you're here. Um, have another fun conversation with uh, Davin today. We, uh, we kind of dive into some personal stuff, what's going on in our lives. Um, Davin has a big milestone in his life coming up. We discussed that at length. Um, and uh, anyway, it's just, it's really good to kind of catch up and uh, see what's going on with him, but really talk through a lot of uh, his history of um, his military career and kind of how that's coming to an end and what that means uh, back in the past and moving forward. So I think you're going to really enjoy this one. So uh, we're glad you're here. I guess now that we're done talking about fun, unfun stuff. Yeah, unfun stuff. So we can, so we, can we, we both talk, by the way, um, you know, you've been shaving your head for quite some time. Yeah. And um, about three months ago, no, it wasn't even that. Yeah, it was three months ago. Uh, Jamie said, uh, hey, um, I saw this cool stuff when I was at the dermatologist that uh, I think would be really helpful. I'm like, really? What is it? And she's like, yeah, it's called new foil or something. She, I said, well, what is that? She goes, well, it kind of helps your hair not to fall out. And I'm like, what are you trying to say? She goes, yeah. So well, I really haven't told you because you've been really busy, but like top of your head, like it's getting kind of thin right there. And I'm like, seriously? And she's like, yeah. And and, that, and then she said that, and I immediately go up and go, like, my hairline's kind of growing a little bit, like not growing in the right direction. Yeah. And so uh, I'm like, yeah, I better order some of that stuff. So I've been taking these two little pills every day and putting this stuff in my hair. So I feel like, man, I'm like, this point in time, I'm like, hey, dude, so uh, tell me how you, how do you do this? So we're not on a video right now, but like, this is my sympathy face. <laughs> you don't, <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, There's, so, that's so, a long list of things I'd, I'd give to have your hairline I'm, I'm sure i'm sure but anyway so that's yeah so that's something that uh that's something new in my life that i'm i'm learning to deal with and it, it went quick it, it started quick and uh Ooh, yeah man. i'll shut up you, you i'm glad i'm sitting across the table you may reach over and just punch me in you know but, but here's the thing could you imagine me with your hair could you imagine me with hair at all so i, I see i've seen I think you had, did you have hair I, when I met you? I did. I think you did. Yeah. And it, but you had, you had hair. It was just, it was just back a little bit. It, it was, you know, like the sides, again, I could, I could, to this day, I could grow a mean cul-de-sac. Like I could grow yeah. the a yeah. sweet hair bumper. Yeah. But so, but the top really started getting thin probably 12, 10 years ago. Oh, something like really? that. Yeah. 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 And And it was a, it was a rapid journey. Um, and, and <laughs> it was one of those things where like, I'm like, when I would look straight ahead, right? Like I can't, I can't right. see the top of my own head. Right. I'm like, man, that's, I got some good hair. Sure. <laughs> and then I would see the, like the, the picture the like the down tip, and I'd yeah. be like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty sparse. And it's never a good feeling either. It's like, it's not like, oh, wow. It's like, but mm -mm. it, it's really not, the reality is there's not much we can do, right? It just is what it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's hereditary. It's DNA. It's a lot of things, right? And part of it, you know, I've done, a, you, believe it or not, I've done some research. You know, so much have, of it has to do with stress too. And, you know, your life has been a series of stressful moments yeah. over the years. You know, a couple of tours. There's some miles on things. the chassis. Yeah. These weren't, these, <laughs> not necessarily rock and roll tours, but different tours. And uh, so, you know, you've, you've had a few things in your life that have been uh, difficult to deal with. But um, so with that being said, I got to tell you, man. Uh, you know, when, when we sold, I was, I've, I've confessed this to you. I'm, I was really concerned about how I'd feel. Right. And, I, and one of the stories I told in the previous podcast, when you weren't with me was that day in the elevator, we're both like, 
I go in there and you're like, you got jello brain and you're just staring, literally staring at the, at the screen and nothing's happening. And I'm like, dude, we got to go. Yeah. Let's go home. You're like, forget it. We can finish. No, we got to leave. <laughs> and we're walking out of the elevator. And I remember I looked at you and I said, you know, believe it or not, I know it's crazy, but I'm really going to miss this. And you looked at me and you went like, really? And I was like, man, I, I really, and looking back at what I, I thought I would miss the stress and the tension and all those things, because that's what gets your adrenaline kicked in, kicking in. Um, and, and I, and I do miss it, but I miss it for the camaraderie. I, I miss it for those. I tell the story, tell the story of, of the crappy chair right next to your desk. <laughs> and you know, I'll, I'll miss those. I'll miss that chair and having those conversations yeah. with you. Cause I never sat across me. I sat in that crappy chair. I sit on the credenza thing and we just, we talk about stuff. Right. Yeah. And, um, I'll miss the heck out of that. Man, I got to tell you, I thought I'd be freaking out right now, but I told Jamie I'm not. Like, I, I, I committed to give six months off, right? I committed to not do anything for six months. And it was a commitment to myself. It's kind of what Georgia told me, what Carlos had told me. Just chill, man. Just, just chill. And I thought I'd be freaking out. I'm not freaking out. Like, I'm, this is good. I'm, it's good. Yeah. Like, it's really, it's really good. Um, and it, things may change next week, but you know, right now being able to hang out with Jamie and be able to, you know, see Reagan or talk. So for see so whatever it is, is, um, pretty cool. And I'm spending a lot of time in my garage detailing cars. And I know that sounds weird to a lot of people, man. Jamie, Jamie came out today. I had a ton of stuff. We've been on a trip, we came back. So we got back last night and, um, I had a whole like list of it pushing things to, you know, CCK has been pushing me for stuff. And I said, I'll be back on the fourth. And so this morning I'm like knocking it all out and I get it all done, which was big for me because I never get anything done. So I'm out there and I'm literally sitting on a Lowe's bucket and I've got some, it's like a uh, ceramic coating stuff. I spray on or whatever. And I'm, I've got Jamie's car in there and I'm literally sitting on a bucket with two rags, one cleaning it and one putting the ceramic coating on the wheels. And I spent an hour on the wheels. And she comes out and she's like, so I haven't seen you in about four hours. I'm like, no, I'm doing this. She goes, you good? I went, I am happy as a clam. <laughs> I am just to be able to focus on this and not think about anything else is just so nice. It's so good. And um, anyway, so yeah, man, it's, it's, um, it's different for me and I'm, I'm sure I'll get bored but right now. I'm, I'm good. Well, and, and I've actually seen it in your face like the decrease in your, in, in your stress. Every time I see you, you seem more wound down than really? wound yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. And I've even seen it through the cadence of our text messages about like, Hey, how are things going? Like, yeah. like that kind of stuff, you know? And, and yeah. I try to match your cadence on it, but you know, and we've always done a good job of drawing the boundary line. Like, you know, we yeah. don't, we don't talk about work stuff. Sure. You know, we, we talk about personal stuff, but right. um, I can tell that you're comfortable with it. And I yeah. can tell that you're happy with where you are. Yeah. Which, which again, like makes it all the more wild for me Yeah, because like, that's what we want. That's what I wanted. Right. Like yeah. I didn't, didn't want you to sell this thing. And then all of a sudden, like you're freaking out about, yeah. about what, what it is that you want to do next. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I want to get you to the point where like, you've got that paper towel. And- <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> now you're just being mean. We're not gonna, we're, listen, don't say anything more about yeah, that. No, but yeah, we're, no, we're moving just, on. We're moving on. Just being mean, but, but, he, but no, that'll never happen. So I want to bring something up and, and tell me if you don't want to talk about this, but I want to, can I talk about the retirement thing coming up? Yeah, of course. So um, for those that 
I think by now everybody knows Davin's ex-military. It's been uh, how many years you've served? 23. 23. Yeah. And so um, this, I guess, is this October, this month. Yeah. That this marks the end of your military service, right? Because mm-hmm. you've still been doing reserve stuff yep. and all that. So um, there's going to gonna, gonna be a celebration to of your quote-unquote retirement, which sounds really, you're old? Uh, 42. I know. It sounds yeah. really weird because it's not retirement like most people think, right? You're retiring from the military. This yeah. is different. So I wanted to, I wanted to kind of dive into that a little bit and just pick your brain on what are your, what, what are your emotions and your feelings? I know you're excited, right? But yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to ask you to, to look back over the last 23 years and go all that stuff, but I know this is kind of the end of the journey for you. And it's been such a big part of your life for so long. So what are you feeling? You know, it was so weird because still waiting for the final paperwork to process and like that's just a day-to-day type thing right. right but we're like let's just pick a date and we'll make the party happen yeah. you know yeah. and so lisa worked with her family and decided hey we're going to do it october 14th right yeah. they drew that line in the sand october 14th we need to plan the party we need to plan the party and i'm like yeah okay well whatever 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 <laughs> put it off put it off put it off put yeah. it off and finally she like sits me down and she's like all right dummy like we have to get yeah. like you have to send out an invite to your right. party like right. like how are people going to come two weeks like you right. have to tell people that there's a party yeah and so she does up this retirement flyer like the thing that i sent you so basically she's the coo of your family <laughs> i thought you would be but i refer to myself as the assistant manager okay got it of the family okay, got it go ahead so um, anyway so she does what so she generates this you know the thing that i sent yeah, you right. you know like Very 20, well done by the way right you know that's like it's kind of her jam and it didn't dawn on me until she sent it to my phone and I instantly got a lump in my throat Yeah, because that was the first time I'd ever seen it on paper that like celebrating the end of 23 years of military service. Yeah. Right? And of course, different intensity over different points in time. Sure. Right. Yeah. But it hit me for the first time the day that I sent you the invite yeah. that this is the, this I'm coming up on the end, like really truly on the end of it yeah. because it's been something that, you know, the paperwork and everything that needs to be done, but it's an, it's been an abstract concept. Yeah. And now here it is live in the flesh, a celebration of 23 years of service. And so I'm really looking forward to it, but like, it makes me a little bit emotional to think about because yeah. again, it's the actual end of something. Yeah. 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 And, and, and something, two things. And from an outside perspective, your friend, it's, it's, you know, the military has helped you make, help make you the man that you are. Oh man. No doubt. Right. Yeah. And in so many things, both professionally and personally, that you are and how you handle things come from your experience in the military, right? And some things you've had to, like, you've had to gnaw the edges off of them, right? In order to survive, to have a family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, it's, it's made you so much of who you are. And, and, you know, there's so many people that are like you. I know that the military has made them the man or the woman that they are. But very few people get to celebrate a career like you had. You had a, I mean, you had a really, really special career. Like you've done, you've done a lot of things. And and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people in the military have done some really amazing things. But you know, just knowing you, there's very few guys that I've met that have done the things in their career and varied things in their career that you have in the military, and be, and then being able to take the things that you learned in the military and move those over so. smoothly or what's a better word, but transition smoothly into your professional corporate career and use those things in a way that is meaningful, that works has been killer. Like amazing. Like very few people have transitioned the way you transitioned. 
Yeah. And, and smooth and me don't go well together. You know that like there, I don't have this, like there's not a school, a scalpel in my toolkit. Like yeah. it's just varying sizes of sledgehammers. Yeah. Um, you say that you say <laughs> that, but you're, you're actually really it, good. Like it's a small hammer. Yeah. Okay. It's a small we'll hammer. go with that. Well, it's a ball peen hammer. We'll go with yeah. that. Um, but people have asked me like, do you wish you had gone to the corporate world sooner? And there was no way it would have worked. I transitioned at the time I was ready to transition. Yeah. Right. I, I had had the experience, the tactical, the operational, the strategic level experience throughout the military, but far beyond just like those leadership skill set, you know, the experience skill set was the mindset that I needed to transition to be a leader in, in the corporate world. And there is no doubt in my mind beyond just making me the man that the military has. There's obviously that's invaluable as well, but what I learned, especially the last probably seven or eight years in the military was what allowed me to transition to be a corporate professional, um, in ways that I couldn't really appreciate. And, but also in a way that I had to apply a lot of effort and re and relearning and repurposing my, my passion and my skills and my why to make it work in the, in the corporate world. There are a lot of direct correlation, but again, you got to round off some edges. Yeah. Right. Like, like I can't, I can't mother F people in a, in a boardroom. Like I could in a, in a, in a battalion training meeting, you know? So there, there are a lot of skill sets that that transition, but you have to work on the nuancing Mm -hmm. and the, the, how those things translate into, into corporate speak. And, um, I did it exactly the time when I needed to do it to allow me to be successful. I can remember when you went to the schoolhouse. Yeah. And because I knew you then, I think. Mm-hmm. And I remember you didn't really want to go because mm-hmm. it wasn't, you were going to miss being a soldier. And yeah. you weren't going to really be a soul, quote unquote soldier anymore, right? Your yeah. leadership and your, and you weren't willing, you weren't excited about that. But I also know that that helped, number one, it helped you, help teach you some things that got you closer to the mindset you needed for corporate. And it also <laughs> helped push you towards the corporate world. It did. And yeah. that you were like, I, I can't do this the rest of my life. I can't sit behind a desk. I can't do this the rest of my life. This isn't who I am. I want to, I want to go where I can really make a bigger difference than I am now. So you going to the schoolhouse was a really big, it was a big move for you. It really was. And you know, I, I had to go through different levels of approval to go there because it's a pretty highly selected position, not from a, like, you know, the best, most sharpest tactician in the military goes and becomes a, a branch chief at the schoolhouse, right, right. but they want a certain level of experience and they want a certain type of soldier. And so I had to, compete to get that spot and it's called a broadening assignment is the the military defines like schoolhouse drill sergeant recruiter some other some other special assignments as broadening assignments okay. because it's it's outside of the normal MOS career track right. but it, it they send you there to to broaden your perspective to broaden your view and that's exactly what it did for me because it was almost a halfway house because it, it was very much so military but you're managing you know, civilian contractors, you're managing military personnel, you're training military personnel, you're, you're responsible for, for, um, budgets, you know, like there's, there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah. And also I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hated it Yeah. because it, it was, it, I was my last assignment before that I was a first sergeant of a long range surveillance company. So like I was this, I was a soldier soldier. I was a ranger's ranger. Like I love yeah. doing what I did. Yeah. And then it was time, but it was time to go do something different. And I knew it. Yeah. And so I sought it out, but I got there and I'm like, I, this is great and everything, but I can go to the corporate world and make three times as much money as I'm and do the same thing that I'm doing right now. Right. And so I had it not been for that step of the schoolhouse. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made the jump Yeah. because I loved, I loved doing what I was doing. Yeah. 
So do you, do you miss being a soldier at all? No. <laughs> no. I expect it's well. Can you show you an x-ray in my back? No, like. Oh, that's I, true. I, and, and here's the thing. Outside of the injuries, the, that's, that's just a trapping of the job. Yeah. I got to live out basically a fairy tale career. Like, you know, a, a young boy, when he thinks about what it means to be a soldier, I got to be that for the most yeah. part, right? Like I got to go on all the combat deployments that I wanted to go on. I got to go to all the, all the trainings and the schooling that I, that I ever could have wanted to go to. So I left the military feeling as though I had completed the job. When I left active duty, I felt that way. And even leaving now, yeah, like there's, there's very few things I can look back on my military career and say, I wish I would have done that differently. Really? And I know a lot of people that have that regret Yeah. and you can almost single-handedly define the veteran that has that regret because he tells all the stories, his best moments were back in the day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, yeah. and they live their life in the past because those moments were so important to them and they've never reimagined or redefined their purpose and yeah. leaned forward into it. Yeah. And so for me, I, I, I worked so hard on that and my best moments are still in the windshield. They're not in the rearview mirror. And my military career set me up to be who I am now. So I owe it to my previous self and to all the guys that are a couple of steps behind me to be the best version of myself in, in the windshield and not the rear view mirror, yeah. because I want them to see that and see that as a beacon of success and a beacon of light to let them know that if Marceau can do it, then anybody can do it. Yeah. I don't know about that, but I hear you. That's the way that I view it. I hear you. I, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, you, you're, you're, you're not normal to me, right? And you know, and you know that. And, and that At least I would agree, but yeah, for different reasons, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, so a couple of things, a couple of things left. Um, so we finish this out is, is one is so, you know, have you thought about the moment like there? And there's a there's a moment like everybody's. I'm sure you're gonna knowing you. There's gonna be like tons of barbecue and all kinds of stuff, probably, right? I'm guessing some tacos, Mexican food, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, we're I'm gonna guessing. cater. Yeah, we're gonna cater in some Mexican food. Okay, yeah. cool. I, I guess that. Yeah. So there's going to be, there's going to be a point in time where you have to get up and say something. Yeah. Right. Have you thought about that? I have, you know, okay. and, and for me, it's, it's just like being a parent. Right. Um, I actually had a really cool moment. We at least I went to Fort Worth uh, a couple of weeks ago and I we're Charles happy place. <laughs> yeah. We love Fort Worth. Yeah. And, and we were actually, we weren't going to the stockyards. We were, we ate dinner and we went to the dueling piano bar of all places. Oh, went to yeah. the dueling piano bar. Haven't yeah. been there forever. Cool place. And we were there. And we're going to move on to this other bar. It's kind of speakeasy type place and just kind of round the night out there. And I'm in, I walk in the bathroom and this guy walks by me and I'm going to the bathroom and I hear Lisa's voice and this guy's talking to Lisa and I'm like, huh? And, and I, I hear him say, I hear her, I hear her say, I'm sure he'll remember you. And so on the other side of that, this, this kid walks out and he sees me and he goes to my wife and he goes, are you, is your last name Marceau? And she's like, yes, it is. And he goes, is your husband, is that, is that Davin Marceau? And she's like, it is. He goes, oh my God. He goes, he was my first sergeant. He's not going to remember me, no but he's, he's the guy that like made me who I was in the military. And like, I look up to your husband so much. And I came out and it was a kid named Cannon Binkert. Yeah. And he was one of my soldiers in the Lurch Company. Did you remember him? I, I didn't at first. <laughs> I didn't. It, candidly, I didn't. It, but, yeah. but it was such a cool moment to be able to interact and, and see your legacy yeah. in, in, in the flesh and to see and hear the impact that you had on soldiers. It, it's just like you and I had those conversations about leading at the corporate level or leading at any level is we tend to understate the impact that we have on people's lives. Yeah. 
and it goes and it goes back to legacy. Like we don't have the ability to de- we don't decide if we're leaving a legacy or not. We're right. we're it's, it's we're leaving it right now, right? right? But we do have an, an impact and a decision on the type of legacy that we live. Yeah. And you know, as men, we're always the fake it till you make it. We're always just trying to trying to get to the next moment, hoping right. people don't right. figure out that we're a fraud. And it's moments like that where I realized that I did more more good than bad. Yeah, is seeing kids like that and seeing the impact that I had on his military career. And I've had a handful of those moments throughout the years. And so it's it's the culmination of that that will be emotional for me on, on October 14th is seeing the people there that that I was lucky enough to lead and lucky enough to impact that are coming there to celebrate me is something that's so foreign and uncomfortable to me. Yeah, I know it's but not something you. that at the same time that's gonna be awesome and emotional yeah. to just to to experience. And so I don't know what words I'm gonna put to it. Yeah. There's you know, gonna be a lot you know of pauses gonna in there. Feel, right? But I know I know what I'm gonna feel and I know the level of appreciation that I'm gonna have for all of the people that are gonna be there through all the different phases of my military career and right. just the eclectic group of individuals that are gonna be there for celebrating something that I chose to do twenty three years ago is pretty damn cool. Pretty awesome. Yeah. And you stop and think about, you know, that's one how random was that one guy that you Fort Worth that bought, I mean, how random. And you think about that guy who thought enough of you to stop you or at least see that she was waiting for you and say something and that you had a big enough impact that he was willing to put himself out there yeah, just to make sure if you, and if it was you to say, thank you. Like he felt like, so in most people's lives, the people that we touch, we never know about. And so, you know, I, I always say it's less than 1% you're ever going to know about. So if you take that guy and the people that have, you know, said something to you in the past, is less than 1%. Then you think about all the other people that you'll never, that have gone on or that you'll never see again or whatever that you did have an impact on. And we'll just never know, right? I always say once we get to heaven, we may know some of that stuff, but until but right now, we'll never know. So you have to live your life the best way you can and just know that you're going to impact who you can, right? So, but I, I want to, I want to say this, that I tell people, every person that I want to talk about in my professional career, or even now I talk about where I'm now, you know, I, I was, I've been upstate New York last week and I met some, and I was with 12 different couples and uh, everybody has a story, right? And they encourage you to tell your story. And so, you know, you kind of have to write your story down. And, it, and so, you know, everybody asks you, well, what do you do? Right. Well, I'm unemployed now. I'm like, really? What, you know what? <laughs> and so they always ask, what did you do? So I kind of tell them, here's what I did. And they were like, oh, wow. So tell me about how that, did, you know, how was that? Do you miss it? And I, and I, I swear to you, I tell everybody the same story. I said, there was a guy that came into my life that um, five years before I sold that uh, I knew him before as a friend, but he came in, he literally changed my company and he changed my life because he knew how to execute on things and he knew how to run a company way better than I did. And, and then the next thing I say is he was an ex army ranger and so the guy knows how to deal with people and knows how to deal with situations, but yet knows how to do them strategically and do them in a way that people accept like I've never seen before. And so I always tell him your name. His name is Davin Marcel, and he's the best dang COO we make they ever have. So I tell everybody that same story over and over again. So there's a lot of people that know about you that don't know you. And so, um, but it's so fun to be able to tell that story because, you know, it, it's always – ex-Army Ranger, Davin Marceau, who now is this, that is the baddest-ass COO 
in the world because of this, right? Operations guy because of this. So it's always leads that. So it goes back to even my stories about you deal with your military career and kind of where you came from. But, um, man, I got to tell you, I'm, um, no, I'm not proud to be your friend, but dude, just that you invite me to be at this thing is, uh, told Jamie, I said, I wouldn't miss it for the world. And, and, and just, it's going to be exciting to see you and see the look on your face. And, you know, I'll be watching you the whole time because I know what's, I know you well enough to know what's going on in your head and all this stuff. And, and you don't like to be the center of attention. Strangely enough, you know, I do, you don't. Um, but I think that day I've got a feeling that you're going to really enjoy yourself and you're going to really let all that stuff soak in and all those conversations and all those attaboys you're going to get, man, I'm going to encourage you to don't, don't turn those away. Right. Especially even if it's just on that day, let those soak in and, and let those become a memory that you'll have. Cause one day, you know, we're going to be 85 years old and not gonna be able to get up out of our chair very well. And all we're gonna have left is those memories. And I want you to remember, you know, October 14th, you know, 2023 was a really, really good day. And not because it was the end of something, but it was the beginning of um, a day where you could be appreciated and people could really tell you how they feel about you and a day that you accepted it. That's, that's my wish for you is I want you to really accept those things because you don't always do that real well, but that day I really, I beg you accept them that day. Let it soak in. Let it be your day, man. Cause you deserve it. You're, you're right. Um, and, and for me, I think what's helping me prepare for it is, you know, sending the invite out, you know, via Facebook, which is kind of impersonal, but you know, then texting it to people that I stay in contact with, but then guys that I served with 10 years ago, 15 yeah. years ago, five yeah. years ago that I haven't seen since a certain day and, you know, sending it to him like Trevor Leach, good old Ranger buddy of mine, fantastic soldier lives down in Houston. Now he has kids, he has a wife, you know, runs a company. Like he's, he's a busy dude. Yeah. Send him invite. Hey Trev, like here's, here it is, dude. I, I know you, you got, you got family, you got places to be like, I know you can't make it, but I would love to be. He's like, dude, are you kidding me? I wouldn't miss it for the world. Oh, dude. And I've had two dozen of those. I wouldn't, like, are you kidding me? I wouldn't miss it for the world. Yeah. Like people traveling in from Missouri, people traveling in from my brother coming from Montana, like soldiers traveling in from all over the place, from all phases of my military career, just for a celebration of me. It's humbling for me that they would alter their lives enough to come do it. Yeah. So I damn sure deserve, they deserve it to be reciprocated. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you're going to do that. Yeah. I'm glad you're going to do that. So last question before we finish this one, what am I supposed to wear? Um, <laughs> uh, cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> It'll I, get you a grunt style t-shirt. What? <laughs> In a grunt style t-shirt. <laughs> should I let the hair on my legs grow out? Please do. Okay. <laughs> no, really. Oh dude. Yeah. There's going to be purse pants and flip flops for days. Okay. Purse pants. Okay. I gotta find them. I don't have cargo shorts either. I still don't know. I don't know what to wear it out. Okay. Just it, it's it's super it's super casual. Super casual. Okay, we're gonna be outside. Yeah. I guess we're gonna be outside. Yeah, okay, it's cool. gonna be eighty degrees that day. That's what I need to know. So yeah, and 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 you'll love it because um, Lisa's father and I has some cool cars. He's got a couple shops back there with some pretty rattled cars. Okay, one that's hand signed by Carol Shelby on the dash. So you'll you'll I dig. I could bring the '69. You should. I was. You need to. As a matter of fact, you should drive that there. Ross yeah. would love it. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll do. Let's go. Hey, last thing. Thank you for your service. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time, brother. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Love you too.